0: Morning. What's that? Oh, somebody said something else over here. I was like, "We're going to call in response today." What's that? Oh, thank you. I was like, "Blue." I'm not even wearing blue. It's like I'm not even wearing blue. What are you talking about? Thank you, Chad. Oh, still rocking stool today, so. Oh, man, it's good to be with you guys. Um, we uh, um, I talked about this past week, uh, you know, talking through, you know, this sort of mission that we have as a church, gospel family mission, uh, and, and what those things mean to us and how important those things are to us. And uh, we talked last week about gospel. Uh, by the way, just been awesome. Just I, I just, you know, I sometimes, and I don't know if you've uh, well, I hope you feel it um, when it's when it's happening. But uh, sometimes, as a pastor, you just there's moments, there's services where you just feel like the spirit's really kind of moving and uh, not kind of moving is moving and, and, and just doing doing crazy cool stuff. And uh, just I, I've seen that over the last couple of weeks here, and just uh, so grateful for that. Uh, I really don't know that there's anything that I could wish for more uh, as a pastor. Um, but um, Anyway, we we talked about gospel last week and uh, talked about the importance of that and uh, how everything uh, you know at twenty four we want everything to be centered around the gospel uh, and that we we kind of talked a little bit about when we started the church and that uh, you know we did so for the for the sake of the gospel for the glory of God that people would know Jesus Um, you know that we believed that God uses different types of churches to reach different types of people and. Uh, You know, things along those lines, but uh, uh, anyway, today we're talking about the second piece of Gospel Family Mission. We're talking about that family piece, Uh, and uh, if uh, you've got a Bible with you today and you want to go there with me, we're going to bounce around a good bit, but we're going to start in Colossians chapter 3, and if you don't have a Bible, our ushers have Bibles, they'll be glad to bring you one. If you don't own one, you can keep that one. We'd love for you to have it. Just let them know that you need it. Uh, Take it home with you and consider it yours if you need to. Uh, but Colossians chapter three, um, and uh, oddly enough uh, i was i'd already been kind of working on uh, a little bit of the message uh, earlier in the week and uh, we did a staff devotional uh, this week and uh, Debbie just went and grabbed a, a devotional book and uh, I think by her uh, her uh favorite pastor alister Begg, and uh, we uh, <laughs> I saw you back there and uh we, uh, we, did the, uh, we just did the devotional for that day uh, out of that devotional book, and, um, and it led us to this passage. Um, and I was reading this passage. I was like, man, this passage is perfect for what we're talking about this coming Sunday <clears throat> and why family is so important to us and and, and, what, and, and just pieces of what that looks like. And, and, there's, and there's so many reasons why family is important to us. In fact, uh, you know, I, one of my favorite things to hear when I hear people talk about 24, uh, is, you know, let's say, you know, what do you like about 24 talking, talking to somebody that already comes here, whatever. Uh, and, and one of the responses that I have heard quite a bit over the years is that it's a family. Uh, it's, it's like a big family. And so, um, now if you're on the outside looking in, uh, that, that can be intimidating, but, but I want you to know, we don't, we don't want it to be intimidating. In fact. We want to invite you to be a part of the family, um, and so um, you know that, that. And the truth is, is that's you know that's something that you can't force to happen. That's something that God has to lead His people to do. Uh, you know, we're very blessed in that, uh, and I know that that's very true for a lot of folks. And uh, you know, folks that are especially very plugged in, I think, feel a part of that. Um, it's hard when you're not as plugged in to get to know people and and you know get on that level relationally, but. Anyway, um, you know, we we want to love people. That's that's one of the big things uh, for us as a family is that we want to love people. We want to be a community of people that care for each other like a family. And so, and and we've seen that. You know, one of the blessings that uh, we get to be a part of as a church and as a family, especially as as our membership, is as needs arise. Uh, for different families, people in our community, or even people within our church especially, where folks maybe need a need a hand with something, like a like a real hand, like, I, you know, I don't know, they're down on their luck, something's happened, something crazy, lost a house in a fire, whatever it may be. Uh, some of those things we can put out publicly, but there's a lot of those things that we can't put out publicly. And in fact, even when we don't put them out publicly, there's some of those things that we still can't share who it is. But... As our membership, we have a closed Facebook page, and so one of the things that happens is that when we have needs uh, for somebody, and we and and we feel led as a church to say, "Hey, we need to come around uh, this person or these people during this time and help them together." Uh, the amazing thing happens when we. This amazing thing happens when we put uh, a post out like that. Uh, you know, I, for example, uh, back in December, uh, you know, I had talked with somebody, and they said, you know, we've got a family here that's really struggling. And I said, really? And they said, yeah. And I said, you know, I've kind of sensed that. And I said, I've not really known what to do. And, and, and that person said to me, you know, I think it would go a long way if we could just buy them some groceries, you know, maybe give them a gift card to Kroger or whatever. And, and I said, yeah, hey, let's do that. So I went on, the, I went on our membership page, again, it's a private page, uh, and didn't say any names or anything, just said, hey, we've got a family. Uh, they're struggling. Uh, we're going to buy them a, a grocery gift card uh, to Kroger or whatever if you'd like to be a part of that. You know, uh, here's a little link, and, and you can do that. <clears throat> well, we had so much money given uh, <laughs> that we ended up buying groceries for four families and, and then kept a little bit back still to be able to do it for another family when the time arises, you know. Um, and, and we love that. And I'm not talking about small gift cards. I'm talking about substantial gift cards, you know. Uh, but that's 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 what I'm talking about when I'm talking about us being a family. Uh, the scripture teaches so much about this and so much about the church. And I think a lot of these things play into what it looks like for us to be this family. And I want to share a bunch of those. And some of it I'm going to talk in depth about. Some of it I'm not. But I want to walk through some of it. The first one is out of Colossians chapter 3. And, and the first part of it, I don't know if I wanted to share all of it, but I was like, you know what, it, it leads us to an understanding of Of what's going on in the rest of it but in Colossians chapter 3 uh, it says this in verse 5 it says put to death therefore what is earthly in you sexual immorality impurity passion evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry on account of these the wrath of God is coming in these you too once walked when you were living in them but now you must pass you must put them all away First of all, level's the playing field right there. We see that at the very end. Level's the playing field for like anybody. Anybody can be a child of God, okay? And, and, and to go with that, not only that, it's helping us to see and understand this calling in our life to put our sin aside. And I think that this is an important piece for us is to understand that our sin doesn't just affect us. It affects those around us. And it affects the family right? It affects the family. What's it say? It's put all those things away. Don't lie to one another. Put, the, put off the old practices, all these things. Why? So that you put on your new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. And then we see in verse 12, it go on, and it keeps talking about this, but that was the setup for this. So verse 12, it goes on, it says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Now, if we just stop right there. So, we see all these things, you know, that we're supposed to be, you know, putting on as the chosen ones, as the people of God, as the sons and daughters, right, in the family, okay? Okay. And, and if, if we're stuck in sin, if we're stuck in idolatry, if we're stuck, like, thinking about me, 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 I want, I want, I want, we're never going to do that for other people. We're never going to be those things for other people. We're, we're not going to be compassionate. We're not going to show kindness, humility, meekness, patience. We're not going to bear with one another in love. We're, you know, if one has a complaint for, with one another, forgiving each other, we're not going to forgive each other. That's what happens when sin creeps into our life. It affects us in bad ways. It goes on in verse 14. It says, and above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Be thankful. I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying this because I'm a pastor here, but I am super thankful for this church. I am super thankful for the people that make up this church that are the body. The body is is the people. The church is the people, not a building. This is just a warehouse, right? It's just a dressed-up warehouse. You should have seen it back in the day. Forklift tracks all over the floors and everything. Crazy. God has been so good to us, so good to us. 16 says this, says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is our calling. This is a picture of what it looks like to be a part of the body, to be the family of God. To kind of go and, and uh, couple uh, part of what it was talking about in verse 13, where it says, if you have a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Also wanted to throw in, because I just felt like it was a, it was a good place to just kind of mention it, Matthew 18, 15. And we're just going to read the one verse, but there's there's a section there that kind of gives some instruction for us on how to handle uh, when we've got something going on between us and somebody else. And it says this, it says, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault. Between you and him alone, if he listens to you, you have gained your brother. Now, if he doesn't listen to you, it tells you what to do after that. And then it involves, you know, taking another brother and then maybe another brother, you know, and you're given multiple opportunities for people to... To, you know ask for forgiveness to confess sin, you know all, all these all these sorts of things uh, you know grace is a great thing but it has to have opportunity and one of the things that is so easy for people to do sometimes and sometimes they don't even mean to do it is to when they have something against a brother go tell another brother about it instead of going to the brother that's wronged them right you know, and we can't do that. We got to do this. We got to do Matthew 18, 15, you know. And, and sometimes people come to me and say, hey, I need, I need to talk to you about something. Preacher, okay, what well, you got? Okay, well, you know, this this person, you know, they, they hurt me. They did me wrong. Okay. Have you talked to them? Well, no. Okay. Are you going to? I don't know. Well, I'm on Matthew 18, 15, you upside the head, okay? Every time, every time, every single time I'm going to point to this. I do it all the time. So I, I mean, even, even sometimes in like stuff that I don't even know it's like something bad, but somebody will come to me and say, I need to talk to you about one of your staff members. Okay. Have you talked to them? Well, no, not yet. Okay. Well, you should probably do that before you talk to me. Okay. That's, that's the way this flows out, is between you and a brother, between me and a brother, right? This is, this is the, God set this up for us, and we should follow it to the T. You know, here's, here's a beautiful thing, is that families grow together, you know? This, this church, this body of believers has grown over the years. I, I, see, I see my kids uh, growing up here, uh, you know, they, they are and have been growing up here for 19 years, uh, and they've changed so much. And the truth is, is I have too. We, we all have. Uh, you know, whether you've been here six months or you've been here 19 years, I look back and see, you know, this, this whole like growth pattern that's happened over such a long time, and I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful for those that have stuck with us, especially from the early days when we were so young and stupid, you know? You know, there's so many folks that have stuck by us. I see a Jake Lockard out here, you know, he has been here since like the summer of 05, you know. That dude could have bolted like so many times, right, you know. But he felt God leading him here to be with us and to be a part of a family, and at times even helped with giving instruction lovingly, like, hey, you know, have you thought about this? You You know, we're open to that, you know. We should be. We're a family, you know. That's the way it should be. Families grow together just like individuals do. The church does, you know. She's, she's, you know, 19 years old. She's almost old enough to go to the gas station and buy some cigs, right? <laughs> she's at that point in life where she's not sure exactly what she wants to do, right? I'm kidding. But, I mean, in all seriousness, you know, when we started 24 you know, we, we literally started this church with a bunch of college students that decided to move to Nashville. Some of them are still here. A lot of them had to move back, you know. But, I mean, it you know, it. praise God for what he did in those days because there was a ton of, like, setting up and tearing down and trailers and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was tough at times. I was 27 years old. What insane thing did I think that I could do with I just, it just boggles my mind but you know but I look back on it and as crazy as it seems that I was that young when we started a church I, I knew in my heart it's what God wanted to do and I still know that it's what he wants me to do the family grows families continue to grow over time right We think about that. We think about you know our kids, and then they grow up, and then they're going to have kids, and you know so on and so forth. And as a bigger family continues to grow, I'm reminded of this Romans eight fifteen passage. Romans eight fifteen, and it says this: It says, "For you did not receive the the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father." The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. So we are adopted into this family, right? and 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 God's not like okay we you know we got ever you know we got everybody we're done we're going to shut it down you know no it's it's you know we're called to continue to grow we're called to continue to share the gospel that it may go out that he may continue to grow his family that he may continue to adopt others into the family i i i long for us to continue to see our our body here this family here continue to be more diverse and all of these things that God has called us in, in sharing the gospel and reaching more people and continuing to grow, the family should always invite others to the table to partake in the gospel and to join in their full inheritance. That passage is, is hugely heavy. We don't have time to totally dive off into it, but I mean, it's literally talking about that we become heirs under the Lordship, the Father, God the Father, as a brother of Jesus, a sister of Christ, right, that we become full heirs and get everything that any other child would. That's like, you know, somebody got adopted into your family, and, you know, all of a sudden you've got a new sibling, and when it comes time to read the will, they get everything that you get, right? You may not like it, but that's what God does. And the truth is, is he didn't just do it haphazardly. He sent Jesus to die in our place, to pay the death that we deserve for our sin by dying on the cross and then defeating the grave three days later on our behalf to, feed, to defeat death itself on our behalf that we might have life. You know, this is, this is a huge piece for us, right? Here's a quote for you today. There's always room for family. Dominic Toretto from Fast Five. You're welcome. I did a series years ago called the table, and uh, the the table series was it was you know I actually had a table on stage and and talked about uh, the different people. I, I toyed with maybe bringing the table up today and and kind of doing this, but. You know, the, the basic understanding of the table is that at the table, you know, there's some that set, there's some that serve, there's some that are making the food, right, all of these different things. And for the understanding of us as the church, as the body of Christ, as this family, is that there are mature believers, there are newer believers, even if they've been maybe believers for a long time, but they're, they're still maybe drinking spiritual milk or whatever. And then there are folks that are non-believers, and there's this understanding for us that Jesus called us. What do He say? Feed my sheep. I am the bread of life, right? All those things. And so we have to kind of recognize where we are at the table. Are we, are we sitting at the table? Are we serving at the table? Are we helping make the food, actually feeding the people at the table? What, what part do we play in the ministry, in the family, you know? Many churches approach ministry as a product to be consumed, but we really should be focused on being a family for one another as a part of the family of God. That's part of our calling as believers. You see it all through the New Testament. You know, it's so much of, of what we're even reading today from, is from Paul, and as he's pinning this, he's writing this as letters to churches, to actual churches that existed for these letters to be read for them to pray and think over these things. Communion is one of those things that we see as a part of the church in which we're called to do. Communion in and of itself, even the Word, is this doing this together, this communal thing that we recognize what? The sacrifice that Christ made. The sacrifice that Christ gave of His life and His body For the body right how amazing is that as the family of God we want to meet the physical and spiritual needs of our family through discipleship and sacrifice as we point one another toward Jesus acts 432 acts 432 and in acts 432 we see this picture and this is not just a Sunday morning picture right Acts 4.32, it says, Now the full number of those who believed were the one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. So this is a picture of the early church willing to just share what they've got. And I've I've seen this so much within this body of believers. I'm so thankful for it. That folks, you know, hey, I've got this need. Oh, hey, I, I can help with that. You know, or, you know, hey, I'm, you know, we, we, this thing quit on us. Hey, I got one of those. Or, or, you know, this thing quit on us and people come together and say, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, you know, I, we'll buy it. I'll, I'll buy that for that person, you know. I, I recently had a, a former student uh, who uh, had, a, had a brain, had a surgery on a brain tumor that she's got. And uh, you know, she knew that this was coming up. She knew that her sister was going to come need to stay with her. And so random because she has not been following Jesus in quite some time. But she reached out to me and asked me. And I don't know if she asked me this because I got seven kids or something. I, I have no idea. But she asked me if uh, I, I had access to a twin bed. It was so random. You know, and we, we just barely talk. We would kind of follow each other on social media and stuff. And, uh, and I said, you know, uh, I, I don't think that I just know where one is, like, right this second. But, you know, I get a lot of random requests. I'm going to put this on our member page. And she was like, oh, okay. And so uh, I put it on the member page. And, I mean, just within, I don't know, like an hour or something. You know, didn't seem like anybody really had one just laying around. And I had I had like two or three people, you know, just step up and say, "Hey, I'll I'll buy the mattress." Somebody else like, "I'll buy the frame." Somebody else like, "I'll buy sheets and pillows." And we were me and one of the kids, uh, me and London, were able to go and take that stuff to them in East Nashville that night. You know, after we got all that stuff, and it was just an amazing opportunity to get to go and minister to that family and show them, "Hey, we love you." we care for you God wants to use his family to minister to people all over in all sorts of situations and he's called us to do this like don't don't get clingy with your stuff it's just stuff just junk we got a bunch of junk i got a ton of junk you know and we should we should be willing to sacrifice and to care for others and help take care of others. Here's another quote without family, you've got nothing. Dominic Toretto, Fast 10. Just having a little fun. We believe that our love for God is most clearly visible when we love and serve each other. There's a passage in 1 Corinthians where we see the body kind of played out. I I want to read this passage with you. Can we do that? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and it says this in verse 12. It says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, And all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does does not consist of one member but of many. Listen, this church doesn't belong to anybody, any one of us except Jesus. It's His church. It's not my church. It's not anybody else's church. I mean, we can say, oh, you know, I'll go to my, you know, this is my church, my church, whatever. I get that. Uh, But for an understanding here it's not a person it is the body of believers it is all of us together for the body does not consist of one member but of many verse 15 if the foot should say because i am not a hand i do not belong to the body that would not make it any less part a part of the body and if an ear should say by the way if your ear starts talking to you let me know because i am not an eye i do not belong to the body That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, which I'm having flashbacks to Monsters, Inc. (laughs) Some of you are saying it. (laughs) Where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose so you been chosen to be a part of the body on purpose there's a reason there's a reason you know you may just think oh i'll just go to church and just go sunday morning as i get out you know i'm here to tell you god's called you to more than that and 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 listen it looks different for everybody Not everybody's an ear, you know. Some people are like that crazy pinky toe that's like pointing in a different direction, right? I've met some of you that look like that a little bit. Seem that way, I don't know. Verse 19, if all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. One body, one body. Romans 12.10 says this, says, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor, right? It's tough because we're sinners, right? And we let each other down. It's what we do. If I haven't let you down yet, I'm going to. I'm just preparing you for it, okay? And you may need to call me on it, you know? If it's something bad or whatever, I don't know. But do so with love. May we do that for one another. May we love one another with brotherly affection, outdoing one another in showing honor. It's this reminder of you know, for us that, you know, we're all these parts of the body and God has called us to have a place in the body. And so our sin, when it creeps in on us, doesn't just affect us, it affects everybody around us. Because maybe our sin is what's keeping us from following the Lord and what He's calling us to do as part of the body. What makes us A family at 24, that's a question. Uh, I hear people, when they talk about that, they say, well, the people at 24, they're real. And I hope we are real. I hope we're not a figment of your imagination. Um, But I I know what they mean. You know, this is not a show. We're not here to fake it. Um, We really try to do the opposite of those things. By the way, most of the time I'm teaching, preaching, I'm preaching... To myself, right? I figured out a long time ago that tends to land with somebody. We are all sinners and willing to admit it. We're not here saying we've got it all together. We're saying we know the guy that does, and he's our Savior. And we should be willing to admit it. We should be. Here's a quote for you Everyone's looking for a thrill. <laughs> even say it without laughing. Everyone's looking for a thrill, but what's real is family. Dominic Toretto Furious 7. Okay. That's the last one. I had to. There's an interesting thing that Paul talks about in the book of Ephesians. A lot of scripture today, I know. But I think this is all important for us in what it looks like for us to be the family. In Ephesians 4, it says this in verse 1, it says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. What have you been called to do? And here's how we do it. With all humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. I, I, I do have to tell you that I, one of the things I've been so grateful for is that I have seen, uh, primarily over the years, so much of the bo- this body of believers be about that being eager to maintain the unity of the body, of the Spirit, in the bond of peace. It's tough sometimes. People make us mad, and tons of us have come from other churches where we've had church hurt and all those things, you know, and, and some of you guys could write books, and, uh, you know, I know a lot of pastors that could write books, you know, but verse 4, it goes on, it says, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. You see, it's not about how good we can be. We're going to let each other down, right? But it's, it's about remembering the hope that has been given us and where it comes from, the forgiveness that's been given us and where it comes from, the peace that's been given us, and where it comes from. You see, those things flow out of us because God wants to work through us. But our sin separates us, and it keeps us sometimes from receiving and giving the things that He's given to us. But He's calling us, and He's reminding us that this is who we are. This is who we're called to be. Hebrews 2.11 actually mentions, not on the screen, it just mentions that Jesus isn't ashamed to call us brothers. Jesus is not ashamed of us. I think about that and I think, man, I'm ashamed of some of you guys. Right? Right? Kidding. But, I mean, for real, like, my kids, they're ashamed of each other sometimes, you know? Jesus isn't ashamed of us, and he knows us in and out. He knows everything about us. And how amazing is that, that he loves us that much, so much, that he's cool with us being heirs of the Father. Not just cool with it, but he gave his life for it. That he died for it. The family thing is tough because I recognize that a lot of people come from not great families. And so it's hard for them to imagine, you know, what could... A good family be like, I, you know. I, I'm gonna tell you. Sometimes it's messy, but it's okay because we work through stuff together. We don't pitch fits and then walk away and all. Oh, we're never gonna. I'm not. I'm never coming to another family reunion or you know, you won't see me next Christmas or whatever. We don't do that. Talk through it, and you know what? Sometimes we can even disagree, and that's okay because at the end of the day. We come under the understanding that Jesus is Lord, and he's called us to this type of unity, that he's called us to this type of love, that he's called us to this type of mission, that that love should be experienced by this community just in how they see how we treat each other, how we love each other, how we're there for each other, and then in turn are inviting more people to the table to be here with us to serve them to feed them to share with them the bread of life if you don't have a family I invite you to be a part of this one we'd love for you to be here and if you're trying to figure that out and you're struggling to figure that out come come talk to some of us let us know let us help you get plugged in there's all sorts of things that you can get plugged into more so than we've ever had whether it's a micro church or a Bible study or whatever, we we just want people to be seeking God together, and growing together, building relationships together. By the way, if you feel led to lead a, a, a small group, a micro church, uh, you know, or to even just host one at your house or whatever it may be, let us know. Come talk to us about that. We have so many people who would love to jump into a new micro church. We could start one like that. We'd love to talk with you about that. So how? How do you get into the family? One thing, believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Now, listen, I don't mean that haphazardly. I mean like truly in your heart, believe in the person of Jesus, who he was, who he is, what he's done, died on the cross, in our place, paid the penalty for our death, paid the ransom then defeated death on our behalf to give us life, that you believe in Jesus means that, that you believe in all of that, all right? And in believing in Him, you become a child of God. That puts you in the family. For us as believers, it means sometimes doing a little bit of work, trying to figure out how to plug in, trying to figure out our place. I'm praying, and I'm going to pray in just a minute over us, that God would lead you in that. And if you're here today and you want to talk about what it means to know Jesus and believing in Him, I'm going to hang out down front here today and be glad to talk with you after the service of what it looks like to trust in Him as your Savior. Family is important. This family is important. It's important to us, but it's even more important to the kingdom of God. This family is a part of the bigger family. And I'm so grateful to get to be a part of this family. Let's pray together. Maybe take a second and and lift up someone right now that you know isn't a part of a church family. Maybe they're not a believer. Maybe they are and they're they're just kind of without a family right now. Maybe you're here and you're not a believer today. Maybe you've been struggling to believe. I want to pray for you right now. and I want to give you an opportunity now that you could pray right now and ask God to be your Savior. Just call out to Him and say, God, I believe. I believe in Jesus. Trust in what you've done for me. Save me today. God, we come to you right now and I just ask Lord, for anyone, Lord, that has never trusted in you, but, Lord, maybe is taking that step of faith today in their minds. Lord, may they understand and know they don't have to have it all figured out. It's childlike faith for a reason. God, just the simple step towards you and trusting in you and believing in you today. God, as they call on you and say, God, save me, make me new. I trust and believe in who Jesus is and what he's done. God, I pray that you would save them today. Give them new life today. God, for those of us that are believers, God, I pray, Lord, that we would find, if we don't have, a home, a family to be a part of. And God, I pray not only would we find a place to be, but, Lord, that we would find who we're called to be in it. God, lead us in that. Show us, guide us in what it looks like lord to follow you to trust in you for all these things god i thank you for the opportunity that we have lord to trust to be a part of a family lord that you could use us collectively together to do great things for your kingdom god we thank you for jesus we thank you for sending your son for him dying on the cross We trust in that today. We ask all this in his name.